Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash saint14project. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And one, two, three, clap. You all clap in a weird, you, is, is it like one, two, three, pause, clap? It's the lethal weapon. You know, one, two, three, go. Or one, two, three, the lethal weapon. <laughs> I like that. The lethal weapon. It all depends on the internet. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> Rings. Hello and welcome to the St. 14 Project Podcast. I'm Sentinel Dad, also known as Alex, and with me is Average Joe, Dr. Goku, and Bell Bunny, our newest St. 14 Project co-host. Hey. What's up? What y'all been up to? What you been playing, Bell? You still doing Overwatch? Uh, Spyro. I got Spyro oh, and yeah. I've been playing it. I saw a really, I saw a really cute um, uh, video of your daughter playing it. Yeah, so she kind of stole the game from me. <laughs> it's like every single day she's like, she'll come home from And like half the time it is just her running around like flaming walls. But when she actually focuses, like she's scary good at it. And she's only four. Like awesome. I'm, I'm claiming it now. She's going pro. If Spyro is ever like a MLG game, she'll be doing it. You know, when, when my daughter was about that age, that, that was kind of her first into video games. She she played the very first Spyro on. Mm-hmm. We had like the old disc of it for uh, for Xbox. Awesome, it's <laughs> great. Uh, Doctor Goku, what you been up to? What you been playing? Uh, I've been playing uh, Battlefield Five and Red Dead. Yes, mm-hmm. um, so, I'm still. I'm only about like. 43% through Red Dead. So that's going to take oh, yeah. forever. To I'm the same way. I still, have a, I still have a ways to go, but like, I feel like you're kind of set up to intentionally take your time with it. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, Joe, what you been playing? Well, I will uh, gladly inform you all that I have 0% done on Red Dead Redemption because I've been playing nothing but Destiny. It's a shocker. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, you'll notice Dave isn't quite here yet, um, but he should be uh, popping in a little bit later. And uh, we'll make sure one of our guests uh, opens and slams his door. Um, Indeed. But as I said, we do have a couple of guests tonight. And um, first is um, a guy we've highlighted on our content creator of the week before. He's like our... MVP for our awareness and charity streams. He's done so many of them. Uh, Bo Solaris. What's up, brother? Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, buddy? Hey. Thanks for coming, man. I don't know. I appreciate it. I love any chance to get on uh, on screen with you guys. It's great. Oh, absolutely. Always a pleasure. Um, how's your uh, Destiny 2 grind going? Uh, so you're assuming I'm playing Destiny 2 right now. Um, I actually am sitting on Nessus right now, waiting for something to happen. <laughs> um, it's good. There was a bunch of stuff. There was a bunch of stuff released this past week, and it is hefty. So, 
it's it's going good. We're making a lot of progress, making a lot of people jealous. Awesome, awesome. And um, for those that don't know you, um, you stream. You have awesome, positive streams, and you're also the leader of a clan, aren't you? I am. Yep, I am. Um, I'm the founder of uh, a co-founder, Tro founder. There's a bunch of us that uh, got together <laughs> and made a made a clan called Forged in Light. And um, we're going through some growing pains right now, but it's it's definitely a challenge. Yeah, we're leading, trying to lead people through <laughs> this like content pool or ocean of so much stuff to do. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I've I, I feel like every every other minute you're you're like you're like finding a new island in that ocean. <laughs> yeah, there's always. Oh, man, I needed to do this for Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, we, 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 we are glad you're here. But also with us is the host and producer of the Distinguished Gentleman podcast. I have a very personal connection with this guy because he was like one of the one of the first guys I reached out to during my very first charity stream for Extra Life. Uh, Joe and I have partnered with him and his guys several times in the past. JC Jesse from Distinguished Gentleman. What's up, brother? Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome, dude. <laughs> It's great to be here. Totally podcast. How are you, dude? It's great to be here. Is is this thing on? (laughs) How does this work? I was supposed to press record on that thing, right? Okay. I'm just so glad Stu got so. Don't forget the underscores is here. Oh, God, yeah. You don't want that guy here. (laughs) You don't want to have two two Canadians on your show. That would be a problem. (laughs) It's only happened once. We have once so far. We've had it before. We have the Canuck show and Stu on our Canuck show from the anti-meta podcast and Stu together. And it's like Northern Ontario and, and Toronto. Like, wow. It's like, get those guys, get Kingston and the GTR or GTA. We, sorry. Greater Toronto area. Sorry. Yeah, we, I don't know what GTR is. I think that's a Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> we had, um, we had Ken Hall from uh, two dogs gaming um, on and he's, he's from uh, Canada as well. And like, there was a, like a good two minute dialogue where him and Dr. Goku, like apologized to each other, like a, 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 a few different times. Like one apologized like, for like apologizing. Apologies? So What's that? Were these like legit apologies or were they doing it just, they were just talking, really. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get that. That's from, how the Canadians do. It's <laughs> just not going to apologize. Here in Canada, we bump into someone and we say sorry when someone bumps into us. It's <laughs> about right. It's, but, a, you know what? it's a fantastic. And I've already said sorry to a wall when I bumped into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> but, um,. JC, Jesse, why don't you, for those that don't know about your show, um, why don't you tell everyone about like what the Distinguished Gentleman podcast is all about? Oh, boy. I wish I knew. Um, <laughs> I guess I should start. We uh, actually, we are formerly Dad Tales podcast, which is probably what most people would know us by. And then we, we hit 119 episodes and we're like, hey, you know what's a great idea? Let's just completely scrap that other thing and do this thing. And it'll still be us. You know, it's kind of like if you took, uh, I don't know, if you took a Growing Pains TV show and they were like, you know, what? we're not going to do Growing Pains anymore. Now it's going to be Full House, but they still use the same cast. Kind of <laughs> like that. What you guys so, should have done is is instead for the next year, like re- rebrand it as the Singers Gentleman podcast. But then every week, just keep uploading episode three from Dad Tales. Yeah. Well, what's funny is, is like <laughs> at the tail end of Dad Tales. Um, which we, I still have dadtailspodcast.com. I'm not letting that go. Um, 
but at the tail end, I, I had this great idea for a theme song. I was like, I want a theme song like like an 80s cartoon, right? DuckTales redone? No. Dad Tales as DuckTales. We do have the logo. DuckTales. So we had this guy. I, went on this, I found this guy to record this song for us. I wrote these lyrics. They're horrible. I had one guy write the music, and then this other guy sing the song. And it's completely ridiculous. But I was like, man. Like, I really want to change, like, Distinguished Gentleman. It just, I don't know, it just seemed like a good idea, right? Just, I don't know. Things just evolved through the show. It was just time for a change. You know what I mean? And it didn't want to, we didn't want to change any of the hosts because I love all those guys. They're like my brothers. And right. we still had a good time, but we just felt like we needed to kind of switch things up a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to keep things fresh for us. And um, I was like, like, man, I really love that theme song. <laughs> <laughs> so I sent the guy an email and it's like, hey, remember that song you did for me like a month ago? Could you take out Dad Tales and sing Distinguished Gentleman uh, in that? And he was reluctant, uh, but he finally did it. <laughs> uh, he was like, it's a lot of words. It's a lot of syllables to fit in. I was like, you know what? You're amazing. And I believe in you. And uh, and he did. <laughs> so we got so to keep like. So it's more like our outro now. Uh, it was kind of a joke at first, but I love it so much. We played as our outro. But yeah, so we used to be Dad Tales. Now we're distinguished gentlemen. Yeah, when 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 you guys revealed what, what you guys are doing and the new, the new name of your show, um, the first thing I thought about was the uh, Eddie Murphy movie, The Distinguished Gentleman. I know, <laughs> I know, yeah, <laughs> which is a great movie. By the oh, way. it's fantastic. <laughs> he changes Capitol Hill. You would not believe it. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 been fun. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean you you guys and like we've mentioned it once or twice on here before. But um, when you guys were Dad Tales, you had your your Dad Provements section, your Discord, mm-hmm. um, and on your show as well. That's uh, you invited me to come on, which I did, and I talked about my uh, struggle with uh, mental health and suicide, and and that's that's really where the push that. Um, me and Joe got to kind of start the the same fourteen project. Yeah, and- it was. It, it I mean, it was awesome when you know we started talking about that, and you came to me, and I I just like ah, you know, you know, internally. I mean, you were like all for it, but you know, I was kind of going back and forth. I was like, you know, you know, you want to do it, but you know, ultimately, it was like it's your decision, um, and it was a good message to get out there. And you know, we we kind of started that dad improvement stuff kind of late in dad maybe not maybe like second year or so right right and it just it was something that just came from like one day i was like in the car and i was i don't know i was just upset about i don't know if it was like my kids or something that was going on with like with with you know with my family and i was just like i need to get this out like we need to talk about this and i said to the guys like we got to do this like let's just do this dad improvements thing you know it'll give us an opportunity to talk about like you know to talk about our feelings and to get things out there and it was like it was a real turning point honestly and then once we added it to the discord and it was just like just took off it it gave people a place to share and like a safe space to to talk about things that are going on in their lives like I don't know, like problems with your girlfriend or problems with your wife or kids or whatever. And that's the thing about like distinguished gentlemen now and the difference between dad tales is like dad tales is like a lot of segments. Right. And it was kind of predictable every week. We do this. And if a guest was on, I would do this. And with distinguished gentlemen, we just, 
talk. And those were some of our uh, it, favorite episodes. It, it, is when it, we would... flows, it flows so much. It's so organic. Yeah. And it's like, instead of like, okay, well, now we're going to do this segment. It's more like we press record and we just start talking like this week. As soon as we did all of our intros, I was like, okay, I need to talk about something. And it was my son and I had a fight. Well, not so much a fight, but like he was just mouthing off. And it he said some things that like it hurt my feelings like mm. big time. And I was hurt. And I was like, you know, I need to talk about this. So it was like right. a 15 minute, not rant, but like just to talk about that. And like, and afterwards I kind of think about it and I, you know, obviously I listened back to it and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but it's those things that I think that I shouldn't have said that garnered the, the most reaction from people. Like mm. I I've gotten tons of messages you know, privately and in the discord from, you know, it's like, like all day people we've been talking about, like our kids and, you know, them getting older and getting attitudes and, you know, it's, uh, yeah. It's those things that we tend to be maybe afraid, but not necessarily like fearful of, but more afraid of like, is this okay to talk about? It's Mm -hmm. those taboo subjects that I think are sometimes the most important to talk about, not just for ourselves, but for other people. Cause like you're saying it, it triggered other people to realize, Hey, these are things I'm dealing with too. I'm not alone. Like, you know, especially with when it comes to like parents and things that we deal with, like, I think we all share a lot more common ground than we <laughs> let on yeah, to because we don't always admit it. Cause it's like, I'm supposed to be this parent. I'm supposed to be setting this great example for my kid and not be bad at it. And I'm over here like, I'm failing every other day. Okay. <laughs> like, and yeah, sometimes it's, like, it's good to say that, you know, <laughs> yeah. am I, am I doing this right? Like, am I doing something wrong right. that they're right. acting like this? And the bottom line is no, you're not. It's just how kids act. It's just, um, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I open the mic and I'm just like, man, my kids were assholes today, <laughs> you know? And that's the truth. And it's okay yeah, to say that. Kids. Well, Your and having, kids, having that support know? of other people is, is really important i think it sounds like between both these podcasts the one we're on right now and and your podcast are it's there's there's accomplishments on in both of them with that making the connection with the wider community about yeah that you're not well, alone well, it's am- well i mean it, it's amazing what you guys are doing here i mean it really is and i i just i i think it's awesome that you kind of took what happened and and kind of you guys ran with it and created this i mean i guess it, I, I would say it's a movement more than anything else. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's really, it's you've garnered a lot of attention. You do a lot of great things in your streams and, and just through the, the advice that you hand out through the podcast or even just talking about these things, because I mean, it's been my experience and you know, you guys have been doing this long enough to know. And I know bell, you've been doing podcasts forever that <laughs> even, you know what I mean? It makes so, me feel really old, but I will, no, I will accept. <laughs> Trust me. I'm probably the oldest one here, but like, <laughs> You are. Even if people <laughs> <laughs> hysterical. Um, Dave isn't here. But oh yeah. But like even if people don't say anything, it's still affecting them. Doing. But yeah, and like you were talking about like having that space. Um I think a door should close or something. But um oh, some some who's who's in here? Someone's in that here. That was now. so realistic. <laughs> it was really realistic. I think Dave's here now. It almost was real. <laughs> but um, but no, you you're talking about like when you decided to make that space like in your uh 
Discord server. And I think Bo having his own community and, and uh, Bell, you know, <laughs> creating the dames, of course. And of course, you had your own. It's just kind of like an, or, an organic thing for big groups and communities to have a place where they can talk about things. Yeah, absolutely. It makes a difference. It makes a difference and it makes that community closer when you do have that kind of. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I guess. In gaming and in gaming communities, there's a lot of surface kind of friendships. But then, you know, there's those people that you fall into, you know, the people that you probably game a few more nights a week than you do with somebody else. And then it goes down another layer. You know what I mean? And then yeah, it just kind of works its its way from there. And then the next thing you know, you're, you know, playing Crucible, talking about <laughs> like, I don't know, like just crazy stuff. I mean, there's, it's funny. I, I have friends in real life. I don't tell them the things that I tell the people that like the guys on my show, the things oh, that no. I talk about I mean, with them with, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like in this, um, this medium for social interaction, like I, 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 I get closer to the guys I play video games with, you know, I get a lot closer to them over a lot shorter um, period of time than I do, you know, some of my, my normal friends, you know, but, um, um, well, on yeah. gaming, you're, you're sharing experiences. You're working towards a common goal. Mm -hmm. So that cements, uh, deeper bonds that a lot of people, uh, are used to. <laughs> I know. It's like, my wife said something. I was like, she's like, why aren't you closer with this guy? I'm like, yeah. Cause I didn't kill a God with that guy. <laughs> so <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Come on, so honey. Jeez. <laughs> don't you I don't know? Even, I don't yeah. even I don't even know that guy's KD. What am I, you think I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, talk exactly. to him? Is, is he even, have even a KD? Like I'm gonna start walking custom. up to people and being like, Hi, I'm Belle. What's your KD? <laughs> What's your power? Can level? we be friends? <laughs> no, it's Katie, not Katie. Katie. <laughs> What's your KD? No, sorry, my name's Pamela. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Katie? <laughs> speaking of speaking of our favorite Katie, what's up, Dave? What's up, project, brother? Sorry, I am so late. No, you're fine. That's all right. We we know you're, you're working your ass off. So Do we have to clap coming. again? No, we heard him coming no. to the door, so I just marked it down. No, I think, <laughs> I think, that was I think, his clap. Yeah, I think Nerd and Needle clapped enough enough for us. <laughs> I need that song again. Just you so you know, I'm going to splice that into the intro. Just so you know. Perfect. Yeah, that's fantastic. You're um, you're a star, Joe. Or you're sneak it somewhere in the podcast, like maybe a mid roll. They'll just fade oh, back in with the clap song and then come back into the show. You'll never know. Well, awesome. Pop up. <laughs> I'll mix well, it in. Awesome. Well, um, Justin and Bo, we are so glad you're here. We're glad we we're able to get you guys on. Um, but we should probably move along. And um, Belle is going to um, do our mental health organization shout out. Yes, I am. So even though we haven't talked about what our particular topic is yet this week, our topic is is about bullying. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, so to go along with that, the charity uh, that I've decided to kind of highlight is called Stomp Out Bullying, which sounds kind of violent, but that's kind of the opposite of their entire point. Basically, they're working to reduce and prevent bullying, including cyberbullying. They, uh, one of the things I really liked is that they also work on educating against things like homophobia, 
uh, discrimination, racism, hatred. So it's not just about like how to respond to bullying, but also how to like help try to prevent it via education. Um, and then in turn, deter violence in schools, online and in communities across the country, um, promote civility, inclusion and equality. And then the part that kind of fits more with us is the fact that it, they also teach effective solutions on how to respond to all forms of bullying, including like mental health support for those who are dealing with that. They have helplines. It's one of the first things like when you click on their website, immediately up in the corner is like, do you need help? Do you need to talk to somebody? And I think that's really awesome, specifically working with uh, people at risk of suicide and raising awareness through peer mentoring programs in schools. And then something I saw recently like that they've done is uh, this thing called Hashtag See Me, which is an online campaign they've been doing where basically they talk about how like we live in a very judgmental world. And I think all of us here that exist online are very aware of how judgmental the internet can be. And we base a lot off of like the first picture we see of somebody or the first video that they post or whatever. Um, and sometimes we don't, we kind of blind ourselves to everything else about who they really are. Um, so their campaign is like, they, they're encouraging people to share with the hashtag what people should really see when they look at you rather than just what they physically see when they look at you. I don't know. I guess that's my spiel. If you're interested in more about them or want to donate to them or whatever, or if you need help, their site is stompoutbullying.org. And I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah. Um, they uh, If you Very go nice. to... One of their tabs, it's the third tab, and it says uh, ways to help. There's a bunch of different mm-hmm. ways that if you want to get involved, as Bell said, like you can just straight up like donate to them um, if you want to donate monetarily. Um, there's a like a bullying help chat line, and if mm-hmm. and if, if that's something you're interested in doing, it seems very similar to Hope Line. It's like just like an online. Um, chatting service there's information for students on there there are they have um like an educator's toolkit so if you are an educator in Mm -hmm. one way or another and you want to um kind of educate yourself more on bullying and whatnot there's a place there for that big kit that you can download and whatnot there's also like they're also like looking for like teen leaders so these are kids that want to get involved so school administrators can nominate students to become like a youth ambassador for uh stomp bullying which i think is really cool that they encourage both teachers and students to be in that kind of position because i think obviously it's important to have a teacher be like a safe go-to person and somebody who can step Mm -hmm. in but it's also really um i guess like it's a good example when you have like fellow students who are also setting that example and who are a safe go-to as well um just you know proving that it's not just adults that can be not bullies, I guess. <laughs> right. No, I, absolutely. I, I love that. There's they they you, you can tell just by the way they present all their information that um, it's not a discussion for one set of people. It's you know everyone everyone has to work on this. But yeah, awesome awesome choice, Bell. This really really stuck with me today when you shared it with us. What you were uh, going to be doing for the uh, the shout out because somebody that I follow on the Twitters uh, posted a video, and I've been seeing this happen a lot more lately, of a school child being bullied by somebody else mm-hmm. aggressively. And even mm-hmm. if you're not the one being bullied, seeing something like that can have an effect on you just watching. Oh that. yeah. And it can oh, yeah, be traumatic just even to witness it. So seeing that put on social media and seeing this 
this little guy get manhandled by somebody else and bullied in that way brings up a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings. And I, my gut just sinks for that, that poor kid. So really anti-bullying. Are you talking about the, um, the kid in uh, the UK? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen this. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a Syrian refugee that was being bullied Mm -hmm. by a, a, a really much bigger kid in the UK. Right. Yeah. Well, without going into, you know, details, it's out there. If you, you know, want to look for it, I'm sure you'll find it pretty quickly. I'd really love to see more anti-bullying out there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, again, Bell, awesome choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and but, it kind of uh, leads into our uh, mental health topic for the night as well. It does. Why don't you take it away, Dr. Goku? So we were talking about bullying, uh, and a lot of people hear the term bullying, but they may not necessarily be aware of what it is. Um, a lot of people may have been bullied. So it, it, we need to start to um, better understand what it is. So bullying is defined as a repeated, unwanted, aggressive behaviors by a person or a group of people to someone else. It involves an observed or perceived power imbalance. It can result in physical, social, or educational harm or distress to the targeted person. And there are multiple forms of bullying. There's physical, verbal, social, and with the advent of technology, now cyberbullying. And uh, one person in chat had mentioned that they were bullied uh, when they were a kid, but they could go home and hide. Now, with technology, with Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, kids can't really hide at home like they used to um, back in the back in the day. So now, bullying follows them. 24-7. So I'm going to go into a little bit more detail as to what it is. So the power imbalance may be based on the difference in size, strength, ability, popularity, appearance, body size, race, ethnicity, culture, religion, class, sexual orientation, gender identity, or expression, or any other type of difference. People will latch on to anything Anything to, yeah, like you said, Dave, anything to kind of bully someone else. Bullying is a relationship problem. Over time, the person who is bullied feels more and more, uh, who is bullying feels more and more powerful. And the person who is being bullied feels more and more helpless, shamed, and trapped. Uh, bullying requires relationship solutions, that is, solutions that create safety, uh, social, emotional growth for those who bully, those who are bullied, and also those who witness it. Bullying happens most often uh, when few adults are around, so mainly it happens with um, kids, but it happens to adults as well. And at least one of three of um, bullying is experienced uh, beyond school boundaries. And when we look uh, at the statistics, one in three adolescents have experienced bullying between the ages of six and 12. A lot of people have been bullied. And those... uh, I was bullied uh, today. Go ahead, Sano. 
No, I was saying that, that those uh, statistics um, were for the U.S. and Canada, I believe, yeah. is where I'm from. Um, in 2010, there was a sample uh, done between uh, Canadian kids between the, the grades of 6 and 10, where they were asked uh, who had been involved uh, in bullying in the last two months. 75% of those kids sampled said they had been involved in bullying at least once over those two me- uh, two month period 12 bullied uh, 12% bullied others 22% were bullied and 41% reported they both bullied and were bullied wow so mm-hmm. oftentimes people that do bully can become bulliers depending on multiple different factors uh, so who is at risk of being bullied those with few friends who are seen as unable to defend themselves, those with a disability, neurodevelopmental uh, differences, special healthcare needs, intellectual uh, exceptionality, uh, so be- being gifted or having a learning disability, people who are overweight, and LGBTQ uh, plus children and youth uh, report bullying significantly more and more severely than others. And who typically are the bullies, so children and youth who believe that bullying is normal, those who have friends who bully, and not all children and youth who bully are alike. Some are popular and socially skilled, while others have behavioral problems and few friends. But there are dangers and psychological impacts of people that are bullied. They uh, vary between certain health issues, both in short-term and long-term, physical health problems, academic underachievement. The uh, the negative impacts on bullying uh, can be found across all cultures and can have long-lasting life impacts. It plays on self-esteem, self-worth, that people doubt their own abilities, mm-hmm. and oftentimes people can result uh, or view suicide as an answer to being bullied. Uh, I talked on a, a previous episode about, uh, I think it was a couple months ago, about a, a child that was nine years old that committed suicide because they came out I, as gay. I remember that. They were proud to come out as gay, and they were bullied so much that they believed that at nine years old, Things were so bad that killing themselves was the only alternative. Which kind of point out, especially at nine, should never, like, that shouldn't ever be a thing a nine-year-old has to even consider as an option no. to, to, to life. Yeah. Like, it just shouldn't. So bullying can lead to depression, substance abuse, increased aggression and antisocial behavior. It, it leads to so many adverse effects. Mm. Uh, Bo, I know you you have a passion for uh, anti-bullying. What's your um, how do you feel about all this? Uh, <clears throat> pretty strongly, actually. I never um, I was always kind of the one of the kids that got the bullying or was the recipient of bullying, kind of growing up. Because uh, I was a big dude and I like to play video games on my own. Never really did much with other people. So I was like a prime target for anybody and everybody. I, uh, 
Like, what what can people do when they see like this type of activity going on? Like, some so many people are scared to get involved or scared to step in and like try and help out. Like, or, what can people do? The main thing: speak up, act on what you see. Basic so, human decency and understanding human rights is so important. Which can be really scary to to see somebody else get, especially as a kid, see somebody else getting bullied, and then have the courage to step up and say, hey, that's not okay, especially if you're going to do it to the person bullying. Because let's be honest, sadly, a lot of times that then turns you into a target, even if you weren't before. Mm-hmm. The important thing, though, is as scary as that is, and yes, sometimes you may get some backlash from that person. Um, you're letting not only that other person that was being bullied know they're not alone, but you also know <laughs> that you aren't either, right? Like the more people who gang up, isn't necessarily the word, like not like negative gang up on the bully, but the more people that can group together, that's really important. You know, like it's, it's a lot of times when, when somebody's being bullied and they do feel like the way out is suicide or just shutting out from people is because they don't have that support, whether it's at home or from friends at school so like, just like you're saying, stepping up and saying something, even in the moment, especially like just like letting that other person know they're not alone and letting that bully know that you've seen what's going on and it's not okay. And then especially if you're younger, I would say, you know, going beyond that and letting uh, somebody with more authority <laughs> know, and hopefully that person does their job and does something about it. So when, um, when I heard that we were going to be doing this, <clears throat> Two things. One, uh, my wife and I made a decision a long time ago. I have a 13-year-old daughter. And the decision we made was is that she's not going to have any social media. So she's had her she's had her phone probably since fifth grade. She does a lot of extracurricular activities, and we just thought it would be a good idea. So she's had it for about three or four years now. And so all her friends are on Instagram and Snapchat and not so much Twitter or Facebook. That's old people stuff, I guess now, um, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. But that, um, she actually thanked me for making that decision really uh, this summer. Yeah. That's, so that is very adult. For so we, year old. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. let's pump the brakes there. <laughs> she, uh, let's just, she can, she has her mature moments for sure, but no, she, um, but like uh, all of her friends are on it. So there were times when she did feel left out because she wasn't a part of that, but because of all the other stuff that's going on and she's seen it through other people, she doesn't have that outlet. So if you want to say something to her, you say it to her face. Mm. And mm. that's the biggest thing with kids nowadays is that they can hide behind, they can hide behind a screen. Uh, I mean, I guess they can always text, you know, but if you text, I'm going to, I'm going to find you. And, uh, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll be like Liam Neeson. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will I find you. <laughs> I have a special set of skills. Yeah, exactly. So that is a, is a good decision that I feel I made. And I, I know it's hard and I I recommend that people do that as well. If you have kids that are just coming to that age, just it's a hard decision to make, but I think in the end they'll 
be thankful for it. I mean, there'll be times when they'll really hate your guts for it, but mm -hmm. that's all part of being a parent. You have to do what's right for them. And what's right for them is not having social media. You know, like we didn't have social media when we mm -hmm. were kids. And so by the time <laughs> we, we had aim, I had letters in a bottle, um, <laughs> like a tin can with a string on it. But, you know, by the time it kind of rolled around, you were, kind of prepared for it whereas like now it's just it's just coming at them like all the time all of these things it's and they're not prepared for such it. a young age mm -hmm. yeah exactly like my i mean it's funny my five-year-old sits here and plays destiny with me uh which by the way we totally got into the same instance of escalation protocol the other day and it was awesome um what <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so she's thankful now that she's not, and I don't know when we're going to make the decision to say, Hey, okay, you can definitely not middle school, <laughs> you know, middle school is not the time for that because that mm -hmm. is the worst time of being a kid. I think, um, you just, it's it, right in the, it's right in that middle moment period. of social yeah. development where yeah. interactions and acceptance by their peers are so important. Mm -hmm. And social media can just alter and change a child's perception on reality. Yeah. Cause you don't want, I like, I told her, I was like, I don't want you to feel like your worth is how many likes you have on your photo compared to one of your friends. That's not how you should look at life. What your worth is, is like your worth what you mean to your friends and the relationships that you have with people. That's what you should be basing your worth on. Two, I, it brought back a memory that I, I guess I just forgot. Not, not that I'm, I tried to like, uh, you know, uh, put it in the back of my mind, but when I was growing up, my dad and I moved into this townhouse. I grew up with my dad and there was a kid that lived behind us and he lived there with his mom and his stepdad. And we became friends, but he was just, he was just kind of off, you know, like I'm sure everybody's kind of had that, that one friend who will like, just go the extra mile, you know, just for like a reaction. But I, you know, I would always kind of be like, ah, I don't know if we should do that, you know, and then he would go and do it. And then something happened one year, and I think it was around middle school. Uh, he was a year older than me. So he was in seventh grade and I was going into sixth grade and something happened and he started bullying me. And it got to the point where, like, I didn't want to go outside, you know, because the way our, our townhouses, the back of our houses kind of face each other. And um, I ended up riding my bike to school every single day for sixth grade and seventh grade in middle school. And I probably probably lived about eight miles away from my middle school. So in the rain, in the snow, I would ride my bike every single day to avoid having to go to the bus stop with him, having to go on the bus with him. I mean, at school, I could avoid him because he was a year older than I was, and it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but it was that's just how it is, and it's how I live my life. And I don't know, my dad left before me in the morning, so he never really knew. It wasn't a thing that he would, you know, kind of ask me about. Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually he left the middle school and – went off to do whatever. Um, but he, his bullying kind of stemmed from the fact that he was being bullied. His stepfather was abusive. Um, he used to do things like, 
you know, if he didn't clean his room, he would make him stand, he'd make him stand up against the wall and hold encyclopedia. They had like a huge set of encyclopedia Britannicas and he would make him, he would stand him there and put one on each hand and make him stand there for as long as he could holding these encyclopedias and just, you know, all these different like torture mind tactics, you know, right. and, and that kind of, you know, I, for whatever reason, I was the one who got his wrath because of this stuff. And, you know, there's, I, I don't know what it was. Was he jealous of me? Probably because of my relationship with my dad, his dad had passed away. And now this is the dad that he had, you know? And whereas like, you know, I lived with mine and, you know, we didn't have that relationship. I'm actually, I'm just kind of having an epiphany right now that that's probably what it was. Mm. Um, and oftentimes people that do bully, they, have a low view of them of themselves. They live through things that are difficult and trying to bring themselves up <clears throat> seems like such hard work. So they rather bring someone down to where they feel they are and lower. So they feel better about themselves. Yeah. And I think that situation, and it's not, it's not like that. It's not like this for everybody, but I think that situation made me stronger. Um, I could handle it and I adapted and I did what I needed to do to overcome that situation. And as time went on, I developed more of a sense of humor to get myself out of things like that. I kind of, uh, I would eight mile the situation basically like, like Eminem does in the final rap battle with Papa Doc, where it's like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to rap about all the things that you are going to make fun of me before you can do it. And you'll have nothing to say. So if I got into a situation where I felt like someone was trying to bully me or make fun of me, I would bring it to the attention before they would. So they would have nothing to say and they would look like the idiot, you they know, and I would often, yeah. And I would often get into a situation and just say, you know what? I'm not going to have a battle of wits with an unarmed person because it's not fair to you or me. And then that would kind of diffuse the situation. So I think like, learning to be very self-deprecating kind of helped me out of those situations. And I mean, obviously that's not going to be the case for everybody, but that's kind of how I adapted with it. Mm. So one thing I would want everyone to kind of take away from a discussion on bullying is when you see something happen happening, even as an, as an adult, when you see something that you feel is not right, that it hits you in your gut that that says that person does not deserve that. They deserve better. Speak up, do something about what's going on because people become more powerful when there are more people around them, mm. when there is more support mm -hmm. and when there is understanding, there is empathy. I, oh, go ahead though. Oh, sorry. <laughs> if I could add to that, I think another thing that, um, I've learned at least personally over time that I really want to teach my daughter is the, like you, you guys were kind of hitting on it about the fact that, you know, like a, oftentimes a bully is a bully because of something going on in their lives. That's not great. And I, I think a lot of times we, um, we have this very negative response to bullies, especially um, I would say online. Like mm -hmm. we, it's very easy. Like, you know, when we're being bullied online or, 
you know, there's a troll or whatever. We, it's very easy to also lash back out at somebody because we also have that protection of being on the internet. And I feel like that kind of spills out into real life now too, where like we, we have this idea of that if the, if somebody's being mean to us to protect ourselves, we need to be mean back, which just kind of continues the cycle. Hit you, you hit harder type of thing. Right, right. Oh, yeah. And the the thing is, I think it's really important to to keep in mind that 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 person is is doing what they're doing for a reason, and they probably aren't having a great time themselves right now. And adding on to that, as hard as it is, being the bigger person and not being like they are, not only makes you good, but it also can kind of help them maybe to not always get negativity back. I mean, it's going to sound super cliche, but that whole fighting hate with love thing, like, like the number of times on the internet, at least where I have had a person come at me just super pissed about something, whatever, like they will just come in attacking. And I always, I mean, obviously you're going to meet those people that just, no matter what you do, you're not going to get through to them yourself, right? Like they're going to have to figure stuff out They're They probably need to talk to somebody, but Every once in a while, if you respond, like giving them the benefit of the doubt, right? Every so often, I've had these things that start off with hate, turn into a conversation, and then we walk away. We don't agree at the end of the day. But like the best feeling in the world is when you have somebody come in trolling you hard, being a bully. You stay calm. You try to have a conversation with them. And at the end of it, they give you a follow and you're like, what? No. <laughs> like, it, it, but And I know that sounds kind of silly, but it is there's this maybe that meant something to them too, right? Like maybe, maybe some point in the future, they can remember that, Hey, this one person I tried to be a complete jerkwad to <laughs> didn't respond back. Like my parents does to me every day or like the kids at school used to do to me, right? Like they gave me a chance. Maybe I should grab that and run with it. Maybe that's too hopeful. I don't know, but I, I do think every once in a while, there's that person that can make a difference with on both sides. You know, everybody's fighting their own battle in one way or another. And however that comes out, sometimes it's positive and sometimes it's negative. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but this reminds me of this one time. I I don't go to Reddit too much, but um, I was starting to go to Reddit. Speaking of bullying. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I posted something and somebody said something mean to me. And I came at them like super hard and... And like, I, you know, I, I saw red and I was like, and I, I don't remember what I put, but it, it was bad. And, uh, you know, their, their comeback was like, uh, it's like, Hey buddy, I didn't mean it that bad. You're kind of out of 11, bring it back to 10. And like, it shook me to the core that he said that. Cause I went back and read what he said and he wasn't even that bad. You know what I mean? And I like, I overreacted completely and, you know, maybe like that's what happens in online. I, I seen threads turn like a 180 on the person that starts like a bullying comment and everybody jumps at them. And by the end of the trade, you kind of start feeling bad for that one person that was the first one. You know, you're like, oh, my God, this like it just happens. It's the Internet, I guess. The Internet is really easy to gang up on somebody, even if they started the fight. They were the initial problem it really irks me when you see that person who has like a large following and they do that whole like retweeting what that person said, because they know that they're like Mm -hmm. hundred thousand followers are going to attack. That doesn't help. Yeah. I I, I see that a lot. And I don't, I I don't like it. I mean, it's just like, just, 
ignore it basically you know i mean that's that's one of the great things about the internet and having that situation i mean on one side it's it's a crappy situation because you open yourself up to that type of thing right um because there's a platform and people can say whatever they want basically and then on the other side you can choose to not say anything or you can choose to take your time and think about what you're going to say. Cause you don't want to like run into like, like Seinfeld, you know, well, the jerk store called and they're running out of you, you know, like that type of thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny. This kind of like, so last week, this is so stupid, but so last week I had put out this tweet about like, I bought Forsaken for my son and I was like, so what do you want to do? What do you want to be? You want to be a warlock a hunter a Titan? He was like, I want to be a Titan like you dad. And I was like, Oh boy, Whew. get back in there tear, you know? <laughs> and so I tweeted that out. And so, so it like, you know, and somehow I guess some of the guys at Bungie saw it. And so them liking it, caused like you know how it's like just a chain reaction right. then it yep. goes on people's feed and it's like they like and so it's just it kind of like gamed a lot of steam and a lot of the comments were like very positive like oh that's so great but then they were like oh you're a shit parent uh your kid made the wrong choice just like their dad did you know and i'm like is that really necessary you know and there was a huge part of me that wanted to respond to every single one of them but then just the best thing to do was just I just ignored it and then just moved on with my life because that person is is trying to get a reaction out of me. Mm-hmm. And that's not the kind of satisfaction that I want to give them. So I don't know. It's uh oh it sucks. Because it's Sometimes there's I- a fine line between joking around uh like we did back this summer with the uh the um class war for uh the Trevor, or the Trevor Project. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever class you choose to play as is entirely up to you. There's not one better than the other. We joked around about who was better, but ultimately it's your choice. Mm-hmm. And a person's choice is nothing to really knock down. They have the right to make a choice. And maybe if it's a choice that you don't agree with, that's okay. It's a video game. But the best part is that literally if you didn't know what we were just talking about was a video game, everything that you guys just said applies to all the other things we just <laughs> talked about the people bully for. <laughs> yep. yep. And I think that's part of it is that it's really important because it comes down to like, you know, we can we can talk about what kids can do. But if we look at it, we just gave a good example of something that all of us here have seen and dealt with personally as a adults on the internet. Okay. (laughs) Over a video game. (laughs) Like, and like probably one of the dumbest parts of the entire video game is your class and we fight over it and people get really (laughs) weird and harsh over it. It's up to us to set a better example for our kids of how Mm -hmm. to be and not be and how to deal with that when it does happen. Mm -hmm. Because if they see us doing that crap to each other that casually, (laughs) like what are they supposed to learn? Right. There was a, my, my daughter was on a softball team and her coach, um, coach was a real jerk and he treated all the, all the girls on the team pretty badly. Um, you know, if they didn't, you know, if they didn't catch a ball or they didn't do this, he would move them down in the batting order during the game. 
Um, he would constantly like argue with the, uh, with the refs. Mind you, this, I mean, these kids, this is probably, she was probably like 10 years old at the time. And she felt like she was being bullied. And so I took her to practice one day and I got out of the car and I brought her with me and I called him over and the big tough guy, as soon as he had a grown man in front of him that he had to confront, turned into a different person. And I asked him, you know, I asked my daughter to tell me the things that he said in front of him. And at this point, like, you know, she's starting to like cry and she's getting upset, but like, just, you know, not that I was like forcing her to be there. You know what I mean? We had discussed this and she was just upset at the situation and that this person is doing this to her. And so she said it and then he addressed it and he kind of spun it in his own way. And then I sent my daughter away and I said to him, I said, if my daughter ever comes to me and tells me that these things are happening to her again, you're not going to be dealing with a 10 year old girl. You're going to be dealing with me. And I didn't do that to bully him. I did it to kind of let him know that he, you, you can't get away with that stuff. And that was like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd, I'd never felt my blood boiling like that before. And it just, it, it shows its face in all kinds of different ways. And maybe he didn't think that he was bullying. Um, but you know, it just, I, I don't know. I just, you can't let this, this, that stuff slide in my opinion. And, you know, I'm not telling everybody they need to go out and confront people like that because it may not always turn into a good situation, but I just, I don't know. I, I don't take it. I don't, I don't suffer fools. Well, your daughter wasn't the only one right, you know, exactly. going through it. No. And he, he, he changed, he changed his attitude for the latter part of the season, for sure. I mean, it would creep in. He would still yell at the officials and stuff like that. But and even that was like, they're like 14 year old kids, kids in middle school that are like, you know, umping a game for like $25 or something like that. And he's like some 50 year old dude. That's like yelling at him. Like he's on ESPN. Yeah, exactly. I had coaches and stuff like that in school, but the great thing was about that situation is you identified and you saw what it was escalating to and you stepped in as support, not only for your kid, but everybody that is surrounding that person causing this situation before it got completely out of hand. And like you said, it, I mean, it's, it down, but you know, you may. Yeah. Better. I mean, it, it's still a shame because, you know, my daughter loved playing softball and she was good. And that was the last year that she played. She didn't want to ever, she didn't want to do it again. So, I mean, that, that kind of stinks. Basically you told him he was at 11 and he needed to bring it back down to 10. Yeah. <laughs> Which is my yeah. motto now. Bit <laughs> 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 <Get> of <a> 10. <laughs> Awesome. Goku, did you have any any more talking points for the um, our bullying topic? Well, bullying is such a, a vast topic, right? And I'm sure we're gonna circle back to it at uh, a later time, at to another episode. I just kind of want to talk about before we get off the topic is mm-hmm. how important peer support is through bullying mm-hmm. and 
the impact that it has on the person being bullied, but also peer support that it could be. I mean, you sh- if you see somebody being bullied, don't be one of the bystanders that just watches and feeds the situation. <sighs> I don't want to get wrapped up and start rambling on, but I just wanted to bring up just how important peer support is. And uh, there are things that you can do to help uh support somebody that's either been bullied or being bullied. Oh, absolutely. And if you see someone, you know, physically in front of you, like being bullied and, and you feel that it's not a, you know, physically safe thing for you. If you're afraid of confronting it yourself in that moment, especially when a big group of people are, you know, doing the actual bullying. Um, one of the things you can do is just kind of hang back, just be there and make sure things don't get out of hand. And then, you know, when it's all said and done, go up to the person being bullied and just be a friend to them. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, exactly. of course, you know, do if, 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 if you feel that you can um, do something or say something, make sure you're doing it safely. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Just uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Bill. I just said the, the, the only other thing I wanted to add that kind of expands on the whole thing is just that, uh, you know, you were saying that bullying is a very vast <laughs> uh, conversation. And um, part of that, I think, to me, is also the importance of acknowledging that, that the term we keep using the term bullying. That's what our topic is. But that things such as like um, domestic abuse and um, stuff mm-hmm. like that fall under that same kind of category. It's, it's a it's a. a more extreme version, I guess it's what things can grow into. And and that when you're looking at a situation like that, the same as if it's on the playground versus at home, whatever it is, um, a big part of support is believing. Um, Even if you don't think that that kid or that significant other or whatever is the type of person that would do that, believing what if a person tells you, um, like, and I, I say this from personal experience, both on the playground and in relationships that, uh, so there's been times where the per- people weren't around, but you go to approach somebody for support and they say, well, it probably wasn't that big of a deal or you're okay now. Or like, like it's about believing is a huge part of support too. Um, if you're not right there in the moment with the person when it's happening, um, just simply saying, you know, I believe you and I'm here if you want me to do step in. Do you want to go to somebody about this? Do you want to go talk to the teacher? Whatever it is, supporting that way outside of the situation is super important too on all ends of the bullying spectrum, yeah. if that's even really the right. <laughs> yeah. And don't keep it to yourself. I mean, make mm-hmm. somebody else aware. I mean, talk to somebody about if if you get a message in or see something, talk to somebody about it. And if it makes you feel yeah. something, I mean, don't just keep it to yourself, report it. I know for, for me, there's been times where like, when I look back at being a kid, um, I would have somebody tell me about something and I would support them, but I really wish that I had spoken up and done something more about it outside of just talking with the person that experienced it because, um, both for their sake and then also for mine, cause now I'm 27, almost 28. And there's still, I can think back to certain situations where I wish I'd done more. So now I've also lived with that my whole life on top of them living with it their whole life of that experience, you know, and it might've seemed small at the time, but it obviously, it was impactful, you know? It only takes a few, a few simple 
short words one way or the other to change somebody's life completely. And after an event like that, which is almost always traumatic, whether somebody says, no, it's not that bad or I'm okay anyhow, um, just a few short words can like literally change their life. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome uh, topic to talk. As we do every week, we do a, um, a character analysis. And um, we usually, when we have guests, like we do with both Solaris and JC Jesse, we, we like to have our guests uh, pick the options. And um, this week, Bo picked uh, the speaker and Zero from Mega Man X. And uh, JC Jesse picked Joel from Last of Us and Martin Blank from yes. Gross Point Blank. Do you know how yes. happy you made me when I saw the Martin Blank reference? That is like easily in my top 10 of movies of all time. It's probably, it's probably one it's, of my favorites. I voted for him. I, I voted for him too, and I was sad, but um, happy for it's a, Bo. It's, he's a deep one. cut. He's a deep cut. Speaker, not so much. <laughs> Martin Blank, yeah, I'm fine with it. Speaker's that. a great choice. It's, it's the only time, it's the only movie Jeremy Piven was in that didn't annoy me. <laughs> you know, instantly when I read his the character's name, I instantly yelled out popcorn. <laughs> because of Dan Aykroyd's character, and I had to right. tell my buddy I was at yeah, work popcorn. and I yelled out popcorn. He's like, popcorn. What are you talking about? You've never seen Gross Point Blank ever? I'm like, <coughs> and the sad part is that he you're probably popcorn. holding bags of popcorn at work. It was smart food, but close <laughs> enough. It's smart food, exactly. But, yeah. um, Dr. Goku, why don't you take us through your character analysis on the speaker? So, the speaker, um, He's not a character that we know so much about, uh, but has a rather interesting backstory that's kind of being unfolded after a while. He's, so the speaker. He's he one of speaks, the original, wasn't he? He's, he was a risen, wasn't he? Yep. Okay. I'll let yep. you get into it. Sorry. Yeah. So the speaker. So he speaks for the traveler, but he never said that it spoke to him. Hmm. So this enigmatic character has always been kept in mystery throughout our journey in the Destiny universe. While he has seemingly met his untimely demise at the hand of Dominus Gaul uh, during the Red War campaign, his story is still uh, being told and as he had a long-lasting impact on the city, the Guardians, and the Vanguard. So the speaker is a spiritual leader uh, for all who hold the light, as well as guiding new guardians to serve as protectors for the city and in hopes of healing the A guardian of class warlock, he's been alive since the dawn of the city. See him, see him, uh, seeing him act as a prophet or preacher and a gatherer of believers where we would later know uh, as the site of the last city. While he was able to gather people around him, adopt a son named Saint-14, and have an apprentice in Osiris, people often questioned his abilities. Uh, We would later uh, lose Saint-14 and Osiris to legend. The speaker became incredibly wary of Osiris delving into uh, Thanatodonics, questioning the ghost, the resurrection of 
I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. Who's got the clap? You do, you do. He would later send Saint-14, fresh after killing uh, Salkis, the Kell of House Devils, after his former friend. Saint-14 was never heard from again, until we would later find his grave during the Curse of Osiris expansion. The speaker is often motivated by fear. Fear of other factions attacking the Traveler, stealing its light, but also stealing away the power he has grown to love with his position and of, of authority. While the speaker may be gone, he was not the first to hold the title, and as such, he seemingly won't be the last. Calm, wise, and a visionary is what we think of when we imagine the speaker. But we can also see him in a different light. We can see him as a con artist, a fraud. From the start of the city age, of what we know, the speaker has always stated that he has a special connection to the traveler, knowing and hearing from it and preaching its gospel. He later, um, he later revealed to Gaul this was a lie, a possible ruse for him to gain power over the people who desperately were looking for someone to unify them after the collapse and protect them from the warlords. He was also very fearful of Osiris, that the followers of Osiris and his studies would later unearth his ruse. To prevent this from happening, he exiled the famous warlock, even if this meant pushing away one of the most powerful defenders of the city and possibly pushing it, uh, putting it at risk for future invasion. With all of what we know of the speaker, we can classify him or more so his behaviors as that of influencing psychological processes like we would see with a cult leader. Lou Manza st states that emotional, emotional comfort is an essential um, to the allure of cults. Humans will seek out comfort in people or things that may soothe their fears or anxieties. With everything that uh, is going on during the collapse, it's easy to hypothesize why so many people gather around the speaker. He was making promises to people who, uh, which no one else could keep. There are many characteristics of a cult leader. So we can think of Jim Jones, Charles Manson, Joseph uh, D. Mambro, one of which is brandishing other uh, adversarial ideas uh, to themselves as heresy. So we can look at the trinary star cult. So I want to thank My Name is Bife for kind of leading me down this path of a cult that I did not know existed within the Destiny universe. Other typical traits can be um, demanding blind and unquestioned loyalty, having a sense of entitlement, being arrogant, hypersensitive, and so many others. 
while the building of the city and establishment of the consensus is not in itself part of a cult, the speaker's rise to power can be viewed as such. We can see many characteristics that are similar, all of which seem to be guided by wanting to unify a people, but also by a, a fear of others seeing his true intentions. So that's kind of what I kind of gathered through uh, my research of the speaker. I never liked him. <laughs> true story. Um, the guy who was the first speaker, uh, you now refer to him as the spoker. <laughs> I always thought the speaker was a little shifty, mainly because of Cyrus's by. It's because he hangs out with new monarchy too much. Oh, I said it. I said it <laughs> for life. What? I'm a, I'm a future war call boy. I'm a future war call boy. They're, they're my people. There was a Game Informer article that came out like a year before the game came out, I feel like. And the armor that they had, like in pictures for, uh, for that, I would, we never saw it. It was, it was never a thing, I don't think. It was pretty cool, but it was, it was like, it was more medieval than we got. I think the closest thing we got to that was the, uh, I think probably the Rise of Iron, um, uh, Iron, Iron Banner, Banner Iron yeah, Banner yeah, yeah. gear, yeah. Yeah, the the speaker's always been a shifty character, but it, it's interesting to to see his motivations. It, ultimately, we don't know what was going on, but it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold. And within the tower, there's a scannable where uh, the speaker's quarters would be. So it almost seems like there is going to be a new speaker. We just don't know who he's going to be. Hmm. It'd be awesome if it was like the Lorax. He was become the Lorax and I speak for the Traveler. <laughs> yeah, of those, uh, the, that concept art, the speaker looks like he looked back in the uh, Destiny 2 reveal trailer. Yeah, These, that, uh, The Zavala one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. TC illustrations from... Uh, the Destiny Community Artists group uh, posted it the other day. Uh, you can go to his profile and uh, see it. Bella's got it up right now, too. <laughs> yeah, the speaker has kind of the same outfit he had back in the uh, that trailer. Yeah. I really hope they, they go back in time to everything that happened prior to us waking up. Wow, you wanted to draw oh, There's so much lore and story there that would be just so interesting to play. Yeah, there's so much possibility there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, getting back on the speaker, the speaker, I know there's not much known about him, and but just the amount of influence he had was scary. I mean, it was, I don't know. I love the voice actor, though. Oh, Bill Nye from uh, ND1, the, the voice actor for the speaker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he hit that yeah. spot on. So the first time somebody told me it was Bill Nye, I legit could not comprehend that because I was picturing Bill Nye the science guy. <laughs> I was like, that does not sound like that. The speaker would be totally different if it was that Bill Nye. <laughs> I, I love there's... this. I love this image. It's so neat. Mm-hmm. So now every time you think, now every time I think of the speaker, I'm going to think of a, like 
a bow tie on them now because every time I think of Bill Nye, the wrong one's going to Has anybody head. done that as art? Because if not, I'm going to make Joey do it for me because it, it needs to happen. <laughs> you should. <laughs> That's where he disappeared to. He's not actually dead. He just started his own TV show. <laughs> Bill Nye, the speaker guy. <laughs> can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you, yeah. Dave. Oh, okay. <laughs> Awesome. We're just ignoring you. We can hear you. We're just oh, ignoring you. I, I see that. Real side note. <laughs> he's, he's used to that. Just a second. Yeah. Dave, your hotel room is just super gorgeous. I mean, it's like what all, I like most lighting. is that we can we can see him watch us through the mirror. I know. That's the best part. It's like an infant. Yeah. like leopard. <laughs> this is uh, Airbnb. I've, I've been using those for work trips now. You like so, them yeah. That's the way to go. Yeah, it's cheaper and it's um they're nicer i mean they take care of you the, the other day they gave me like uh banana bread and everything so what oh. i love banana bread me too <laughs> with nuts or no nuts welcome to the banana bread podcast <laughs> awesome well uh banana go- bread do, do, do. <laughs> goku thank you so much for uh going through the speaker for us um, we had a question on uh, on Twitch that I'm just going to touch on. Yeah, go ahead. Um, w- WTFXC had asked if the what does speaker that mean? was necessary during the time of the collapse. And while he's not necessarily necessary, he helped unify everyone. And that's kind of what a lot of cult leaders do. They help unify people that feel lost. They tap into that emotional need for, for connection. So while humanity might have survived without it, it certainly helped build what is there now. So are you saying we all drank the Kool-Aid? Not yeah, Jim Jones Kool-Aid. Put Not that yet. cup down, Joe. Put okay. it down. All right. Looks like strawberry flavor. I'm just saying. <laughs> Before we go from the speaker, my what I was gonna say was that uh, there those speakers before the speaker that we had. So yeah, the spokers we already talked. Yeah, the spokers. <laughs> but uh, so like uh, so I mean, well, how did they how did they get to this point where like our speaker is evil and all that? Like I'm That's just not, not buying. Really yeah, I I think there's more to the story, more of a reason yeah. why the speaker's there. We just one thing really that they're talking about is the speaker's mask that can kind of get pa- that pa- is getting passed down from speaker to speaker. Do they um, clean it really well? I, I hope, hope so. so. So it's like a Dread Pirate Roberts situation then. Ooh, <laughs> good analogy there. Yeah, <laughs> or like, but I'm sure more is going to be. Uh, unveiled as time goes on. I hope so, because it's really confusing with the speaker. (laughs) Now, I don't think he's actually dead. I think when we get to the penumbra, you're going to see that he comes back, because it doesn't show him dying. It shows the mask coming off. No body, no death. You're right. Exactly that. And it could be with penumbra, Callus has the speaker and somehow links us into the next phase with him or he's dead and what if the speaker switched sides and callus finally like 
or like they they all broke him and he he sees he sees their side now and he's switched maybe that's too like spin foil hat but i don't know <laughs> then we gotta stop the speaker from getting inside the traveler what if he's the new raid boss Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, there's a new, uh, it's I think a, the new raid boss. There's just a crowd of armory. There's just a crowd of people wearing raid guy in the uh, city. It is. Yeah. He just talks to you the whole raid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make it stop. Rage quit now. <laughs> the series of quick time button presses and you beat the raid. <laughs> I'm still his bow tie. Yeah. <laughs> bow tie. Press X to pay your respects. <laughs> when we're looking gaming news there's a lot going on recently hasn't there actually yeah a good segue right there everyone hop on your ken hall scooter real quick. <laughs> um but yeah no we we do have some stuff um I had a couple of things that I definitely want to talk about. Uh, we scrapped it last week because we were running because we we just uh, we were running low on time. Um, but fault. we, me and me and Goku specifically, uh, we've been playing Battlefield Five a lot. Um, he and I have a group of friends we play with a lot, and a bunch of other people, and um, it's good. I I really enjoy it. Um, I wouldn't say it's, of course, you know, it's a Multi, mainly multiplayer first-person shooter, of course. And I, I've played every game in the series. I really enjoy this. Battlefield One, which came out a couple of years ago, was was good. I enjoyed it, but it didn't it didn't keep for me. Um, I ended up going back playing a five-year-old game, Battlefield Four, a lot. Um, but uh, the, the the graphics are great. They they mm-hmm. definitely made some revisions to the to the four different classes. That you can pick from. Um, I know Goku's um, Goku's typical class, the medic, kind of, um, kind of. It took a real big hit. Coming. Yeah, they um, he they they changed the main the the primary weapon to all SMGs, which my go to class, the assault class, which I I just like to blow shit up. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, that that's what we that that's what I used in. Um, Battlefield One and those kind of those kind of switch. So now the assault class, the uh, the self loading rifles, and it has a couple of the um, assault rifles. And, and, and now the, the medics, yeah. And now the uh, medics have just the SMGs. It's the only class that only has one classification of primary weapon. Um, but no, I I like the game so far. The graphics are great. They definitely have some um, some. Uh, uh, quality of life improvements to make a little bit, yeah. which the, I've been uh, running into a few bugs that mm-hmm. have been kind of frustrating. So not right. being able to back out of menus. Freezing. Yeah. And, it, and I know they, they're, they're going to be having a, a big update next week, which they will mm-hmm. add the, the fourth uh, war story, the fourth um, small single player campaign. They'll be adding that and uh, a new map as well. Cool. So, um, but no, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, you know, they they tweak I, I like how the the tanks are actual tanks now. They're not uh magnets for grenades, so it takes more to destroy them. The the planes got a, a really good retooling, so they're a little bit easier to maneuver and use. Um but no, all in all I've I have i have had a blast playing it. Um it's on I think right now too, isn't it? Yeah, it is it, it, j- yeah. it just dropped for the Black Friday sale. Um now I think it would be irresponsible 
considering our mental health topic of uh, bullying, not to mention what happened when the reveal trailer came out in May. Um, it prominently, it prominently featured, we, we touched on it before mm-hmm. when, when, when it came out, but it prominently featured a, uh, female soldiers. Um, and they, they were, <laughs> it was the internet. So of course it was going to happen, but you know, they, they were basically e, EA and dice. The studio for EA was kind of, uh, uh, berated with this barrage of, Oh, you're not going with historical accuracy. Women didn't fight in the or this, that, and the other, but you know, they did <laughs> absolutely. And, um, you know, Dice Dice just came out and said, well, you know what? People can either accept it or not accept it. If they want to play the game, we're really excited about this product we made. And if they don't want to play it, fine. Uh, but we're not changing it. <laughs> um, so either accept it or don't, which I thought was a great stance for them. Mm-hmm. And But, well, you know, we all know the uh, Destiny community and how supportive it, it is. And mm-hmm. the, the Battlefield community has uh, a similar vibe to it. Um, they, they, there's this thing called Friday night battlefield. It's these huge communities that just, uh, get together every Friday night. They play battlefield and they just, they have like little wars and things going on. Um, but you know, they, they, they rallied behind what dice had said and what, you know, other people had said that, you know, we're making a game for 2018. We're not making a game for 1965. Um, this is a game that's going to be inclusive inclusive to all races, genders, um, sexual orientations, everything. And that includes putting women in a game, putting, putting uh, black men and women into a game as well. Um, Plus it's so, a video game. Exactly. No how and, historically and accurate it is, it's still pretend. Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly <laughs> what they said. You know, we are making this either play the game and we hope you enjoy it. Or if that's too much for you, fine, don't play it. And there, there was even a, a case or two of people being like, like very extreme on the negative end of it. And um, like EA actually said, like kicked them out of their forums, basically banned that uh, that username from their servers as well. So uh, prop, props to them for standing standing behind what they created and not uh, giving into some of the pressures out there. But cool. um, Regardless, yeah. Um, uh, regardless, I really enjoy the game. There are things that definitely need to be fixed, just like with any other game out there. Uh, the, a lot of things the, are going to get patched. Mm-hmm, the, just like but I will I say the the TDK, the time to kill, is perfect. It is in such a great spot. It's very it's very fast paced, um, but I, I think it's in a really good spot. They they made some great quality of life improvements from Battlefield One. Um, For me, I don't yeah. know if it's the TTK or if it's the netcode. Uh, I know there's uh, some things that need to change with the netcode that you just die instantly. Yeah, there are some, there, some of those instances. I think they're going to be included in the patch. I want to yeah. I want to say one of the... Uh, I was talking to one of the Discord mods recently, the official Discord mods, and, and they... I, I want to say that was one of the things that they're addressing this patch. Yeah, and they're, they're um, our buddy, our buddy Uber. Did you see he found the single player campaign Easter egg? Yeah, about the, uh, <laughs> the whale. The whale, yeah. Um, there was a if you hit these certain lights in the Norwegian 
campaign, you can get this huge whale will just come out of the sky and splash into the ocean. Which I believe is a throwback to Did they do that in, in Battlefield 4? They it's a throwback to the multiplayer Battlefield 4, the Yeah, yeah, Mega I remember that. Ladon. The it, yeah, if, the Megalodon. If, 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 yeah. if you got if you got ten people around the buoy on this uh island the map, Meg. The, the Megalodon would come out of the water and splash on top of them and kill it. Yeah, I remember yeah. doing that. That was awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But um but speaking of fun. Uh, Red Dead Online. The, the beta came out yeah, yesterday. it just it just came out yesterday. Uh, I think it came out on Tuesday if you bought the Ultimate Edition, but um, it came out yesterday for everyone else basically. And uh, oh man, I I haven't logged into it yet because I've been playing too much Battlefield Five. But um, uh, I know I know people are loving it so far. You know what's mm. crazy about that? I saw somewhere today that they announced that there is going to be a battle royale in Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. 2. Yep. Get out of here. Yep. Really? Oh, Should we just wow. assume that all games are going to have that now <clears throat> at some point? Actually, yeah, yeah, pretty much every game is going to have it. Helmet Fire <laughs> in the community posted this idea for a battle royale using the re, uh, the assets from Destiny 1. And if you read his like PDF... Dude, it sounds solid for a Destiny Battle Royale. God, can you imagine like using your supers and stuff? But I um for speaking of Red Dead, I I last week I traded in my day one PS4 uh for um the one terabyte slim deal that they were having with uh with Spider-Man. And so so I cleaned off my old PS4 and actually Red Dead's really the only thing I'm playing on there right now because I, I well i played destiny on both systems but mainly xbox but as you know with forsaken there's a lot of stuff to do so it's been yeah. kind of hard to go back and forth unlike with vanilla destiny 2 right. but anyway with red dead so i saved all my you know had all my saves in the ps4 cloud or whatever and i come back and i download everything and so i bought a physical red dead disc and not uh not a digital version. And when uh, I just got into camp and I, it's been tough to pull myself away from forsaken and play something else, but I was like, ah, I'm going to play this. So I finally got to camp and then I, uh, I downloaded it and it didn't have my save. So I was like, Oh my gosh, now I got to go back and do like this whole, like the whole first chapter, I guess, basically all over oh, again. Yeah. Oh, the, the, those first two hours. Yeah. So to do that again so i'm wondering if you need to do that in order to get to online does anybody know i that? would i would assume so but again, you know, I, I think I online you just need to uh i think you press r1 to when you're at the 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 title yeah. screen because you didn't need to for gta 5 you could just go into online mm-hmm. um so it's at the title screen now all right, cool. I have to check that out because I do want to get in there and and posse up. So oh. I so I didn't hitch a ride on the Red Dead uh, Redemption to RDR to train at all, and I kind of know what Red Dead Redemption is all need about. To. But what what's the online aspect of it? What do you what what's online with it? It's just GTA online, but wild open. west. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, yeah. There is actually a campaign within the online. Mm-hmm. Well, you can so also can... make like cl- like a huh. clan type thing. You can make a gang and go rob trains Lossy. and fight other a posse. Okay, 
No, that's kind of fun. Don't worry, man. I I didn't. I haven't gotten Red Dead Two either. I just hunt bears and stuff like that, right? Like it's it's really yeah. good. <laughs> I think I had more enjoyment just watching everybody else play it, and then tweeting out on socials the crazy weird glitches happening in the game, like <laughs> riding a horse. And yeah, the game of that magnitude, you're bound to be some bugs. Oh yeah, I mean, plus all the like funny instances, like you yeah. could be like because like you can go to like a, a hotel or something to like rest if you're not near your camp or something like that, and uh, you'll like and it'll do like the full animation of like going to sleep and then you wake up and then like some guy will be like <laughs> like spawn in your room as you're waking <laughs> up and like go out the front door. You're like what the. F- <laughs> <laughs> There's so many like funny weird videos out there. Like um, yeah. Stu from our podcast, he posted this video, and oh. it was just like his horse went. He was like he had this. He had picked up a prisoner or something like that, and then his like they all went over the side of a bridge somehow. I guess the horse tripped on something, and it was. I must have watched this like thirty times, and it was just like the horse's neigh as it like <laughs> hit the ground. It was like neigh. And then, like, boom! It would like collapse and like dead. I just, I, I couldn't help but just keep rewatching it. It's <laughs> funny. Did anybody else <laughs> see what people started getting in their emails today? Yes, I got one, and news. I'm so excited. Anthem's closed alpha invitations are starting to roll out. Uh-huh. I'm so pumped <laughs> for that. I ended up going on and like making it. It, it looks real good just to see see if I could get one. Yeah, it does. It does look really good. Hopefully, they don't jack it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what else is going on? Uh, did we have some kind of Vidoc recently, Joe? Uh, they released a uh, Vidoc for the Black Armory expansion for D2. Uh, we oh. to see. It's like two and a half minutes, three minute clip. Uh, really fast paced. Uh, a lot of glimpses at some new armor, new weapons, new horde modes with matchmaking, and a clip of the new raid. Bungie came out and said in the uh, the the twab, uh, twab, twab, twab. Uh, they talked about adding a raid layer, you know, with the expansions in the future and everything, and they wanted to really specify that. This is not a raid lair. This is a full-on raid. And they're bringing us down to the city, and they're going to incorporate sparrow riding and various... I love that idea. I've wanted to, I've wanted really to be able to oh, play man. in the city like forever. And I loved how in the campaign we got a chance to. And I, I feel like that was, that was much too short. It was just, yeah, yeah. just a little taste. And I, I'm so happy that this is happening. One thing that's got me like super super stoked is I was a fan of Halo, the Halo games, and like pretty much the final piece of any Halo game is you're escaping through an exploding ship on a warthog, trying to get out. All these explosions around you, and you're driving the warthog, and you're going over ramps, and you're catching air, and you're not stopping, and you're trying to get out. And I saw something reminiscent of that in this new raid, Uh, at least a little bit of the raid that they showed, and oh. If you get them There's in. a whole lot coming down the pipeline, yeah. and There's we a whole lot now. I mean, it's yeah, and it's it's 
it's not something we can feast on everything right away. They're what they liken it to an advent calendar. Like every couple of weeks, there's going to be mm-hmm. something new added to the added yeah. to the game world. I love how they stressed uh, the uh, game directors were talking how games nowadays are evolving, and they want Destiny to evolve too. They really sold. You know, he worded it so well with it's not Battle Royale. <laughs> I'm just, just uh, <laughs> instead of making it just like a boxed, I you know, a box merchandise or whatnot, like you buy the game and this is the game and that's it. It's going to be ever expanding, almost like a Warcraft type, you know, World of Warcraft. Yeah, that's like, I mean, we, we've talked about that many times on our show about how, like, you know, I don't want to keep buying discs just right. like put out a thing and just keep adding to it. And I think I wish they had done that with D one and I wish they had just added D two to D one and just kind of kept that world concurrently with the world that we're in now. I mean, I guess story-wise it doesn't make sense. They got to leave that in the past. Um, But I'm glad that they're moving forward with it now and just kind of like, just keep adding things on and adding it on and, you know, and making it a seasonal type of thing it's i don't know it's awesome i love the direction where all this is heading it's it's so cool and it looks like Mm -hmm. from like in the twab where i guess it has the uh what are they shoot i'm sorry i don't have it up but it's like uh what's the arena that we have to go to wherever we're doing the horde mode fight it looks like every forges the forges Forges. yeah sorry um it looks like every week or so there's a different forge that's added. Yeah. It's like two or three of them. That yeah. Are, so there's, there's three of them there. Three. Yeah. I think they're all spread out between the EDZ and Nessus currently, unless when they patch in the other ones, they go into other yeah. spots. Cause one of them actually looked like Mercury a little bit. Yeah. I'm kind of curious love- what they're going to do with the tower with the atrium because I glitched into that area. Oh yeah. And it's huge. How oh, did expansion. you? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't mean to cut you off, Dave. Go ahead. I, I like that the uh family forges are, you know, like one is like uh Asian, the other one it's uh French, I think, and French. one of them it's uh Nordic uh, Norwegian. No yeah. yeah, that's cool. I can't wait for that one. I can't wait to yeah, run around with really a pike and sword. Yeah. Or uh, something, you know. Yeah, the, the weapons <laughs> from the forges are all uh have inspiration from three different cultures. You know, the French, mm-hmm. they really highlighted only three pieces, but armor pieces are going to... I'm going for the Vikings, man. You're going to see a full... Me too. I'm going for it. That sniper rifle, dude. Oh my, oh my god, it looks so beautiful. Oh, if you hold reload, it loads everything into one oh, bullet. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, they said yeah. it's going to... Body <laughs> shot someone. Yeah, they said it's going to compare with Whisper and Sleeper too. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to use something else in my heavy slot. More weapons for me right. to just run away yeah. from. And those exotics, I'm so excited to not get them. <laughs> I, guess like, I was playing with uh, Mark Square and Jelly yesterday afternoon. We were doing a uh, Shattered Throne. Uh, run oh, nice! And, uh, I was Shattered. Huh? Is it out this week? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's full first. Nice do that, Joe. Yeah, dude. Why bring me. One of these nights, dude. Uh, uh, maybe tomorrow night if you want. Which yeah, will be in I the can't. Past, cause it's gonna be late though. In the future, after I edit this, but you know, it'll be late, dude. We'll run through it. But I got a Cerberus <laughs> Plus One, that the exotic auto rifle with the four barrels. 
Oh, dude, that that was my MVP grinding out the uh, breakneck and gambit. Oh, you know that. what? I was I was just thinking, is, is that good for that? Oh yeah, it's like four matches. I had all my auto rifle multi kills done. Oh my gosh, that's no amazing. Joke. Okay, yeah, because use it. It sounds I'm amazing. making I'm making Gambit my mission. Like that's my that's my jam now is Gambit for sure. And the other night I uh I reset my my infamy uh Monday night and I was like, Oh my god, reset infamy and finish malfeasance on Monday night. I was so happy. Oh. I was like I was like <laughs> right line. down to the wire. <laughs> um but I'm super excited to uh to get the break net. Especially for like all these forges and hordes. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be it's gonna be right, so helpful. Dude, I, I'm I started that grind on Tuesday trying to get that. I see other people getting it. It's like my God, how long did you play to get that? It's just doing the matches. That's gonna be the tough part. That's that's the wall. You know, it's just trying to grind out forty matches worth. But might get a couple gimmies where you you know when you're loading into a gambit match and you're all mm-hmm. team already lost. Boom, there's one. Yeah, <laughs> that's because you yeah. let Hill in your party, Joe. <laughs> what was that? I didn't. I didn't hear. You. I said that's because you let Hill in your party. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 One last thing I wanted to bring up in uh, community uh, or in uh, gaming news is: Did you guys hear about the backlash that Bethesda is getting? Fallout 76? Uh, I've heard their backlash on their collector's crate or whatnot. The collector's edition. They yeah. swapped out. They cheesed out on uh, the bags. They advertised yes. a canvas bag yeah. and they got a super thin price right 99 cent nylon bag instead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. They're they not going to do anything. Can you, imagine, they said, can you imagine spending that much money on a collector's edition? I got to look this up. $200. Yeah. Oh, my God. Forget that. In that. You know, it's what, 220 some $230 for this wow. thing that was. And then they said. That's like $4 million in Canada. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and they said, for them being sorry, they're giving away 5000 or 500 atoms, which is their premium currency. which Stuff that doesn't cost them a damn thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh. That's a <laughs> We're going to give you this thing that costs us nothing. To... Well, and, and it would be, were pissed it would be... with the quality of the game. And they were asking for refunds. And Bethesda said, oh, yeah, we're going to give you a refund. And then they decided, nope. Yeah. Is it one thing refunds. if they, like, screwed you over on this, like, physical item if the game itself was, you know, like, good? <laughs> Functioning? Yeah. Um, but when you don't even have that, and then the physical things that people paid extra for also aren't good. <laughs> Like you just, I don't know. I don't know. I, we were going to, we were going to buy it because like, so my partner has always been super into fallout in general. I never got as into it. I was more of a Skyrim person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like he loved fallout four. And so he went into like, we had a $5 down on the pre-order and all that stuff. We were going to go and like drop all the other money on it. And then, then we heard (laughs) instantly some of the stuff coming out. These, like not even and I don't want to say a review it's literally just people playing the game <laughs> and mm. like the stuff going on and it's just well it's filled with cra- like the game's crashing oh, it's not going on it's, yeah. it's yeah. not well and they it's took everything that made it fall out during the beta 
They took everything that was what people love about Fallout and threw it out the window. Like the whole like lack of actual NPCs, the lack of actual like you literally just listen to like audio files the whole time that you're playing and your game's crashing. Like it's just it was an odd choice. Like I I said to I said to my partner Joey, I was like, you know, I almost wonder if instead of trying to build a whole separate game, if they had stuck with Fallout 4 because that went over so well with people and it, it's a it's a fairly well-functioning, fun game, and they've already done DLCs before, why not just build another DLC that you could drop for way less money? And so even if it didn't function super great, it's not that huge of a deal, but add a multiplayer element into that DLC rather than trying to... Because if you look at... We look through their history, and if you look at the last time that they themselves, like... First of all, they've never done a multiplayer ever. It's not like this is the first multiplayer of Fallout. They've literally never, as a company, done mm-hmm. a multiplayer of the game that went well <laughs> at all. Um, and so, like, trying to tackle that in a very short amount of time compared to what they usually do to build brand new games as well, it was just none of, I don't. I don't know. I have to question, like, not to get too harsh on them, but I have... I want... It's one of those times where you want to sit down with the developers and be like, so can you like walk me through your thought process here and tell me nobody stepped up and said, hey, guys, maybe not. <laughs> like, I just got to wonder, you know. Oh, Bethesda has uh, Elder Scrolls Online, which has a, they weren't, has a really good game. They, they weren't the ones that did that. Bethesda Studios is not the one that actually developed that game. That was a different company. And then Bethesda... Um, software is the one that published it, so oh, they've okay. still they've never. That's what I was saying. Like they've they've been involved, but they've never actually like built from the ground up a multiplayer game on their own. And I don't know, I don't know, because like, I think people were thinking that they were like, oh, like you know, you look at Elder Scrolls that yeah, people which enjoyed great. that. Like I don't know. And they just released the new Elder Scrolls is getting pushed back till next year or the year after now. Like Which makes me sad. That's what I've been looking forward to. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, but it's a game that still holds up now. People still yeah. play it. Hey, just the other day, um, we were just playing music in the background off of YouTube, and some of the Skyrim music popped up, and instantly I was like, I need to play this game. Like, It's just one of those, like you, you gotta go do it, and it doesn't matter how many times you've done it before, it's it's fun, and it's just, I don't know, it makes me sad to see that this new game hasn't, uh... It's actually pretty entertaining, at least. <laughs> like, to watch. I'm sure it's frustrating to play it, but being the outside person and watching people's videos on some of the weird... Like, have you guys seen the, um... Uh, when... when So when you wear your armor, right? Like, the big... What do you call it? Like the power the, armor? Yeah, power armor. Have you seen the glitch <laughs> that happens no. when you... No, okay. what, what happens? Look, literally just look it up. It's, it, but I can try to describe. So normally when you go into it, the way that the, the, the game works is it takes your character and because of the way you're built, physically your character's build would never fit into that power armor the way you are. So it takes you and it makes your torso really short and it stretches your legs way out to fit into it. And you never see that because you're inside of it normally. The problem is in 76, it often glitches the armor off of you. So now you're standing in just your underwear, super stretched. And it's creepy because you still walk around like you're in it. 
But like you'll have these videos of like these people like going along, like they're clomping along in this armor, but they're not in it, and they look scary. It's it's just all sorts That's of awesome. stuff like that that just it's all sorts know. of messed up. <laughs> um, uh, do we want to move on to some uh, community, Joe? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, I just got a couple quick points that I've been kind of adding throughout the week. Wasn't really all too much going on. Uh, things are, people are playing games. Uh, real, I just do want to do a quick shout out in the community. Uh, one of the, uh, community managers for Bungie, uh, Dylan DMG on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, celebrated his 28th birthday earlier this week. So happy birthday. I like shouting out people's birthdays. If you got a birthday, come send us an email. I'll shout it out. Uh, <laughs> plus, all this, this, is our, this is our first. Cool. I'll talk to you in February, Joe. <laughs> hey, my birthday's in February too. My birthday's in February too. <gasps> we have a my, stream. Mine was in September. <laughs> no one's talking to you, Dave. Out. No one's talking to you. <laughs> Where's my shout out? <laughs> I'm a fall baby too, Dave. I believe. <laughs> I feel bullied. <laughs> Well, happy birthday, belated. <laughs> happy birthday, Dave. Way to bring it all down, Dave. I got nothing. I get that. I'm out of here. Hey. What else is going on? Uh, Je- Je- oh, Joe's gone because the door's Joe's shut. Gone. <laughs> hey, Dirty uh, on okay. con tickets have been on Go- sale. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Guardian I see you went win. on sale for Black Friday last week. <laughs> People are grabbing them. Uh, if you plan on going and you want to get a one of the uh, VIP uh, tickets with the all the goodies and everything, better grab them because they are selling pretty quick. <clears throat> and uh, Jake Myler, if you're not familiar with the name, it's the Watermelon Exo. I mean, this guy does amazing artwork, and he makes a comic book, online comic. Uh December 4th is holding a uh, charity stream for Save the Puppies. And it's to benefit uh, the organizations helping uh, wildlife and animals from the wildfires that have just been ravaging the West Coast recently. And uh, he's doing his stream. All the money for donations goes directly to help those organizations. But he's also doing something really cool. And if you're a pet lover, I suggest that you go over because for a $30 donation, he will draw your pet in guardian armor. I'm all over that. Oh, I'm there. I have all over that. So if you're curious, check out his Twitter profile. He's got a nice, uh, you know, poster, event poster up. If you donate $30 and up, uh, he will draw your pet in any guardian armor you want, and he'll work with you. And all money goes to help these organizations. So, uh, oh wow, yeah, Justin, yeah, you about to say something? Yeah, I was just gonna say I just posted a picture in the chat of our my puppy at <laughs> she's like with her legs up right now. <laughs> I definitely will take advantage of that. Yep, so I'm more uh, that's I'm awesome about earning right now. Yeah, Jake's a gonna, good day. I don't know if you guys know what I what a stupid <laughs> is. Bert, no, where's in Dave? Oh, that was Bo. <laughs> Bo was talking. It was me. Oh, I, yeah, 
I mean, it was the other fall, baby. We got to stick together. I was fall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys know what a skipper key looks like, but it's a, like a little black yeah, fox. Man. I had two of them. She's oh, gonna be. A, she's oh, you do. Oh, that's so awesome. She's gonna be a baller warlock. Yeah, you're, you're all gonna see it. That's awesome. <laughs> I cannot wait. I didn't. I didn't know Jake was doing anything like that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So uh, go check really that cool. out. And uh, to save myself from rambling on, I just got one more thing. Uh, Fallout. Uh, Fallout Place in the community is a uh, crucible mm-hmm. scientist. Content Love that creator. guy. He's super supportive and just a great guy. And he's got such an entertaining stream. Uh, he just hit a hundred subs on his, uh, or a hundred thousand subs on his, uh, YouTube channel. So wow. Big, uh, milestone there. So congratulations, bud. Absolutely. And, awesome. uh, Last thing I had was uh, Joe continues to ramble until somebody stops him, and, and that fallout doesn't give away cheap bags. So no, no. <laughs> he gives you what he describes in the description. Yeah. It says canvas bags. He's giving you a canvas bag. It looks like it's made out of like recycled Michael Jackson parachute pants. Oh my god, that's a great reference. <laughs> <laughs> but with less zippers. Wait, are, are you are you thinking Michael Jackson and? Well, are you saying Michael Jackson and thinking MC Hammer? Because I'm thinking MC <laughs> Two very different people. Yeah. Very different, but both wore parachute bands. Yeah, this is true. I'm thinking like different kind. Like, I'm just thinking material. But yeah. <laughs> I want to feel the material. I want to see how it I'll, I'll send you some. I have some MC <laughs> Hammer pants. It's so hairs. weird. Right? I wear them on date night. Are <laughs> 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 we making you feel awesome. awkward? Um, Joe, I, I think you're, you're, oh my God, enough parachute pants talk. Um, <laughs> Joe, I think you're going to be doing the uh, content creator. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Dave, unless you had somebody that you picked uh, while you were coming through the door, did you have anybody? No, I didn't. I didn't get to do anybody, so but I give do a have shout out. Give a shout out to your Airbnb host. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amy. Thank you, Amy. Thanks, Amy. Nana, up, right? You can FedEx that, this that content dude. behind me. I was going to say, <laughs> you're I did. like she's standing right there. She loves yellow. <laughs> I know that much. I'm probably yellow. So she probably can hear me. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. I'm a, Goes with her banana bread. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, Dave. Okay. Go ahead, Dave. All right. Uh, I, I picked uh, for content creator for this week uh is uh blue moxie he is a uh a variety streamer he streams for planet destiny on sunday mornings uh between 10 and 3 in the afternoon he is so entertaining to watch and just uh an all-around uh good guy and he makes some of the craziest uh like photoshop images and stuff like that but he's he holds a really uh entertaining stream so if you want to go and check him out on uh sunday mornings at planet destiny he's also a co-host of uh open tabs podcast uh check them out as well and uh yeah that's it blue moxie you can find him at uh twitch.tv backslash blue underscore moxie m-o-x-i-e just look for the giant blue gorilla logo Dave, does it smell like mustard in that room? 
Because it's so yellow? I was no. Vanilla. <laughs> it's I just it delightful. Like... It's not yellow in here. There's nothing yellow, actually. But does it smell like vanilla? I, right now, it smells like my socks. I took my shoes off <laughs> from work. So. Do your socks smell like mustard? <laughs> I don't know where this conversation's going. <laughs> That's all I got. Um... <laughs> Okay, well, uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, joining the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Bo, where can people find you and you, your content? Oh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Twitch uh, at Bo Solaris. I'm the same handle on both areas. Uh, Twitch, we do a variety of different things, but mainly we're getting PvP, trying to just be better overall, contain that um, excitement. <laughs> <laughs> excitement when things don't go so well and on twitter there's a bunch of updates and i give away a uh, bunch of emblems and uh tweet when i'm gonna go live and all that kind of fun stuff so yeah i remember uh our our stream we just had uh for checkpoint uh org au you gave away uh a bunch of emblems during that and uh our very own i got one goku got one yeah what'd you get goku i forget <clears throat> uh I don't remember. I think it was um, so with a an H. I don't remember exactly what the name was. Hellspawn. The heretic. The heretic emblem. Oh, heretic! Oh, nice. You know, I still see people like tweeting out like every blue moon like a conflux of light emblem. <laughs> Isn't that from Destiny One? Yeah, I'm still waiting on that blacksmith shader. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to buy another expansion to get that. <laughs> uh, Jesse, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me uh, at JC Jesse on Twitter. Uh, you can find me also on um, Distinguished Gentleman Podcast. And we are, uh, I don't even know how to describe podcasts. It's gaming, lifestyle, nostalgia. All kinds of good stuff. Uh, our, our new tagline is, um, you know, Sentinel's wife likes it for the dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that's our new, that's our new tagline. Uh, you can find plenty of those there. Um, incidentally, on your stream, we gave away, uh, uh, people, uh, guest spots on the podcast. Mm. Uh, but all of our hosts, uh, donated. <laughs> Ended up oh donating the most money, so I was like, "All right, you could be on." Um, but uh, but thank you guys so much for having me on, and it's it's always a pleasure for us to do uh, um, us to be part of the streams that you guys do. Um, and you can find us on Podbean uh, at DGents on Twitter. And yeah, every Wednesday. It's awesome. You know, we can't thank you enough for coming on to the show this night and all the support and, you know, helping out with the streams uh, that we do throughout the year. And it, it really means a lot to us. And it's such a good time when you guys all come on. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been a blast tonight having you on. Yeah, it's fun. I, I just I have to get in on the calendar early enough so I could say to Alex, like, hey, I need to get the 12 o'clock spot so we can curse <laughs> so we can say what we want to say. We know how Joe is. We know when the restriction time is. We need that eleven o'clock midnight spot. Yeah, because yeah. I know you guys have claimed that a few times already. No, uh, it's the awesome. adult adult swim of our. <laughs> yes, <it's not. laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Actually, we should probably tag that adult swim time. Uh, awesome. Um, <laughs> Bell, where can people find you? Oh, you guys can find me on uh, type. Oh, I went already. Oh man. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh, I was talking said, to Bell, buddy. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, if you want to, if you want to promo, funny, I, go right ahead. <laughs> I want to hear it. I'll record something later. I <laughs> no, I'm I'm all over the place. I mainly Twitter. I do some Twitch. I do some YouTube things. Basically, just search Bell Bunny, and if it looks vaguely like me, and there's bunnies on it, it's probably me. Yeah. <laughs> I know you've been on a couple of times. I just wanted to get that out there one more time because, uh, you know, we're so honored to have you on the team with us for the podcast. Uh, yes. It really Thank means you. a lot to us. And Very, we really all look forward to all the future episodes. Yeah. Me too. Thank I wasn't you. here at the beginning, but yeah, welcome. I, got <laughs> I didn't want to say that. See, I thought you were avoiding me and that's why you weren't here. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Dave's been putting helicopters you know, together. This, yeah, for those who don't know, I told the guys, but uh, uh, we're, uh, I mean, Corpus Christi, we're sending out like almost 60 aircraft out overseas. But uh, before today, before this is happening, I've been super busy regularly at work. And this, even though it's like the last push and they're, they're killing us, like we're, 12 hours a day we're gonna work this weekend 12 hours but they're gone and i can probably get back to being myself after this so awesome, i'm super man. excited for it even though mm-hmm. i'm super tired but it'll all be worth it man and awesome man if, if anyone has any suggestions if there's a guest you want us to have come on if there's a topic you want us to talk about please feel free to hit us up on Twitter Instagram wherever you can shoot us an email um, we love hearing uh, people and you can reach us on Twitter Twitch Instagram Facebook everywhere as uh, just at Saint 14 project um, you can send us an email Saint 14 projects at gmail.com if you want to get involved in the project if you um, have an idea have a question if you need help. Um, you can also check out our Discord, which is pinned on our Twitter, which is an open, wonderful community with mental health resources, self-help techniques, just an awesome group of positive people. And we have mental health professionals there as a resource um, and ha- on how to guide you to um, uh, w- whatever resources that you may need. Um, Listen to us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you, where you get where you listen to podcasts. Um, look us up there and write a, uh, a review if you feel like, or don't. That's cool too. And uh, check out our website, Saint14Project.com. Joe did a fantastic job. Uh, we got some shirts and other stuff on the store there. All the proceeds go to mental health organizations. Check it out there. Um, but that wraps us up. I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. Who's got the clap? You do, you do.